This episode of BTP Daily is brought to you by K Rico Coffee, man. One of the best coffee places you can go to. And they're also selling coffee for everyone all over the place. But it's nice to have some coffee at home. It's also nice to have some coffee somewhere else. But it's also tremendous to go have some over at K Rico Coffee. For those of you that live down in South Florida, definitely a place you want to go to. It's over at 2728 Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood. And uh, you will enjoy it. JR and the gang have some tremendous coffee, have some tremendous types of coffee recipes and all this other good stuff that you will definitely enjoy. But more what you will enjoy, other than the coffee, let me be completely honest with you on this one, is the people. You go in there, you chat, they talk. What a concept, right? People talking nowadays face-to-face and uh, you know, actually caring about what you say and no need to really look at your cell phone in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, K-Rico Coffee gives you that more human experience, that human touch. Because they care so much about their craft, but they also care so much about making you, the consumer, happy with your cup of coffee. Whatever type of coffee you might like, everybody has different tastes, everybody has different likes. K-Rico Coffee has it for you. K-Rico Coffee. It's the people that make coffee good. <laughs> In a press conference once in Mexico, Ricardo Lavolpe once said to the media, you know what, I know several taxi cab drivers in Argentina that know more about football than you do. Those are some harsh words, but if you start breaking it down, he knew rather well what he was talking about. In 2006, he happened to be able to talk firsthand about that experience because he was beaten by a man that was a taxicab driver, a Jewish taxicab driver from Buenos Aires, who had retired. He had played football for a few years. He had gone around South America, had a pretty decent career as a player. He established some roots wherever he went. But he decided to do something greater with his life. He knew that as a player, he was only going to go so far. His career was going to be something greater and bigger. That Jewish cab driver, of course, was a football player, then became the cab driver. And, of course, it was a very tough life for him, very tough life for his wife and his family and and the young little girl that he had had just a few years before when he was playing football in Colombia and came to Argentina, to Buenos Aires, and really was looking to really establish himself as a coach. He would do that eventually, and he would start coaching at youth levels all over Argentina, so much so that he was so successful that he became one of the top youth coaches in Argentina, if not in the world. That Jewish cab driver, years later, kind of crossed paths with yours truly, maybe indirectly, I should say. It wasn't really a direct relationship or anything like that nothing it was actually just crossing paths and it was fate it was kind of funny because here in my house my family in south florida we were waiting anxiously we were really waiting for my sister-in-law to come home or to come to our house to visit she was on vacation she wanted to come she confirmed because she was flying standby she said hey i'm ready i'm good to go I'm, i'm on my way i'm about to board Lo and behold, all of a sudden she says some man just starts running down 
into the airport, going right to the to the desk where you check in and you do all you know everything that you really do. And he's like, I need to get a ticket to go to Miami right now. People start looking around, a bit amazed, and, and she didn't get a good view of him at first because she was to his right, and he was leaned over the desk and, and talking rather frantically because of the urgency of the moment. And, of course, she didn't have the good angle, but everybody else did, and everyone says, you know what? Let him go. That's fine. It's all good. All of a sudden, she turns around, and that Jewish cab driver from 35 years ago looks and she looks at him and looks and she says you know what okay she loses out from getting onto that flight because jose peckerman ends up flying to miami he flies to miami he meets then fa president luis bedoya of the colombia fashu more specific signs a contract and ends up returning to colombia after 30 plus years not being there he had been in mexico Obviously in Argentina, he, he, had, he had coached the Argentine national team. Therefore, the reference of Ricardo Lavolpe earlier on after Argentina beat Mexico 2-1. That superb, supreme, sublime goal by Maxi Rodriguez. Of course, now you start to see that. And maybe some of that Peckerman magic can come to Colombia. Maybe that's what started to bring hope to many people about you know a team that underachieved perennially. There was talent. Definitely there was. But the talent was never able to take that next step forward. He takes over and things start to click slowly but surely. And then all of a sudden, it just goes. It starts hitting all cylinders. You see a team that's confident, that has a swagger, that has a, the capability of winning games. They storm into the World Cup, albeit dramatically there towards the end, that 3-3 draw against Chile. And that's where the fairy tale begins for Colombian fans going to the World Cup and and seeing that that, that belief that things could go their way that knowing how things were going to go and understanding what this entire process was of Jose Beckerman being personally at the Mineirao and 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 hearing 55,000 people in yellow jerseys screaming the national anthem out and continuing and cheering it was one of the most important and most emotional times one could ever have at a stadium that was the magic that was created the the affection and the nexus that was once again created between the national team and its fan base because a lot of times there was an isolation because the the players didn't seem committed and there really wasn't a sense of urgency and need to try and create something that can help them get to the World Cup back in 2002. Colombia were one goal away from qualifying to the playoff. And there's five minutes left and there was a lethargy from those players. And that really left a very bitter taste in Colombian football fans' mouths. Despite having won the Copa America the year before that. But fast forward 13, 14 years later and now you see a Colombia side going to Copa America. And there was a different sense there was a different view and although they lost there was a sense that they would come back maybe it wasn't as flashy and as aesthetic as as it was back in in the world cup a year before that but they were facing brazil and you know they battled and they showed the character and it wasn't pretty but it was still a win and it was still against brazil and it still had a historic tinge to it and that was what the most important thing about it all 
it wasn't that flashy Colombian side that after every goal they'd start dancing and had this synchronized choreography about about themselves that really gave this aura of fun, of, of enjoyment, of of really loving what they do, and supporting them and wearing the jersey like it was just like a, another another piece of skin that was was attached to you. It it wasn't a jersey anymore. Was it? There was a feeling to it. That there was a sense of power that you felt. When you wore that yellow jersey. Yes, there were negative aspects too. And part of the reason why Jose Beckerman didn't renew was because of the internal issues that there were the stripes that were going on between him and the Federation and, of course, his son in law, uh, Pascual Escano. That was one of the reasons. And there were times that you felt that there could have been more. That match against Brazil in 2014 when it took until the 80th minute for Colombia to say hey you know we can win this game let's go after it but there wasn't enough time at the end the match against England left that little bit of taste in one's mouth England were were they pretty much were down for the count and Colombia didn't go after him didn't take that kill shot and really try to kill him off in extra time didn't really take hold of the penalty kick situation and let it slip away. And, and you felt appreciative of where you were, but you know there could have been more. Especially in a World Cup that was so wide open on one side of the bracket compared to the other. But all that, you want to give a, a great deal of, of thanks to someone like Beckerman because he made a country believe again. And I know it sounds a little bit trite and, and forgive me for that. But that was the feeling that you had when he came back, when he came there. He's like, we finally have a coach that can take us there, whatever there is. And, and, and we ended up going close to there. And, and you started to feel that, you know, it's, it's like when, when somebody gives you a... I don't know, a great drink or, or a sample of something that tastes so good and you have that taste and you're like, oh man, I want some of that. That's exactly what Colombian fans and some of the players had a taste of and that's what they wanted more of. The problem is that they couldn't reach out enough or they had the fear of what could happen if I reach out and I don't grab it. There was still that little bit of fear. There was still that psychological block at times that, that kind of overwhelmed them at times. Yeah, there were also negatives. Taking four players to a World Cup that were injured. There's no other way to put it. They were injured. They were broken down. Thomas Rodriguez was not 100%. He was not a player that should have been on a World Cup squad because of his health. Not because of his talent. Because of his health. Some were even saying that James Rodriguez was about 60%. Now, go back four years. That was the same thing that happened with Radamel Falcao. But if you happen to be on that training ground the day that Falcao came up for the first time to train with his team, you see that leg and it was just a toothpick compared to the other leg, which is, you know, just a massive rock. You know, you saw it and you're like, there's no way that this guy could play. There's no way that this guy can contribute. So why is he on the team? Now, that's one of the sins of Beckerman. Mind you, I don't want to make it sound like he's a saint and, and he was infallible. No, he had his faults and sometimes his 
over, you know, he, he had a bit too much loyalty. And I think that was probably one of the biggest sins he had. But as soon as he decided to move on, he moved on. And he made more positive choices than negative ones. He had more positive moments than negative ones. And again, he made a country believe in a team once again, that it actually was the team that represented 50 million people. That's where you have to give him so much thanks. Because what he had acquired was a team that had a great deal of riches. But it's like having a million dollars in the middle of the Amazon. How much is that going to value you? It's a team that was filled with riches, but really there was nothing there to really invest upon. It was it was talent-wise tremendous, but mentally and, and emotionally it just had no direction. It was just bankrupt. That's like about the best comparison I can give you. Talent-wise, amongst one of the best in the world. But he was able to bring all that together and help these players find their focus and acquire that taste of something greater. And hopefully that leads to greater things in the future. Maybe someone else will, you know, reap those benefits. But there's a great deal of thanks that has to be given to Jose Peckerman as far as that's concerned. Because he has created something very special. Now, the person that takes over has to continue and they have a huge responsibility to build upon and make it even greater than it was. Because now the question is, what are the aspirations of Colombia going towards the future? Is it just getting to the World Cup? Because that's not enough. Now you have to be demanded upon to get to quarterfinals. Now, nobody's talking about winning, but at least getting to quarterfinals and maybe competing a little bit more. That is a responsibility now, after what they've been able to do the past two World Cup cycles. All that because thanks to Jose Beckerman. Because before, when they were going to World Cups, just going was enough, except in 1994. But before, Colombia were just happy to be there. And it showed in their play. And it showed in the way they they were playing in the World Cup. Even in 1994. But today, going towards 2022, these players know that there's a great deal of demand that's going to be put upon them to do greater things and achieve even more. That's why Jose Beckerman has to be given so much thanks. Because he truly has done something tremendous. Yes, we'll all lament that we could have gone farther. Or what might have been. But thank goodness there's a what might have been. Because we can much greater appreciate what actually was.